Tri-Ball is ready. The Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast starts now. Hello, everyone. This is episode six of the Tri-Ball Podcast. I am Johnny Pinball. I am Matt McCarty. And I'm Neil Graff. Luckily for our schedule, we have good news, everyone. Venom Pinball. Yes, great news. Yeah, dude. Venom's, Venom's Matt's favorite theme. Matt, we heard you don't like tongue. Is this tongue in Venom good enough for you? Well, you know, I do like tongue in uh, my personal life, but as far as Venom goes, <laughs> um, you know, it, the art looks great. I, I'm not disappointed. Uh, when you think about the art, when you think of, like, Zombie Yeti, where do you put this? Top, you know, top third, middle third, bottom third of his art packages? Uh, I think, you know, it's it's really hard to rate Zombie Yeti because he doesn't ever really do a bad job, I guess, is, is my opinion. I think uh, everything is solid that he does. I would like to see it in person before I, I make a, you know, final judgment, but we'll say uh, top half. Yeah, I was going to say, usually he puts up pretty good pieces of art on his games, and this one's not bad either. I mean, it depends if you want me to get, like, super nitpicky, because, like, on Avengers, there's, like, a... Falcon on the play field, but he's in his, like, old-school Marvel Falcon, like, uh, outfit, and then when you see him on the LCD, he's in his, like, newer Falcon outfit, and then there's also Adam Warlock on the play field of Avengers, who doesn't appear in the game at all to this date. Who knows? Maybe there's a code update coming. So I guess you want them to be more consistent with the art and the exactly. display. He probably had some creative liberties to take because, you know, he's drawing this before he even knows what's going to be on the display, I would think. Right. I think I like Venom LE the best, that cabinet design and translate with the uh, blue side. Yeah, it's got the Venom side and then the Carnage side. It's definitely the best art package, I believe. I would like to see it in person, like um, the powder coating, like the color of the, the legs and the armor, because they like, uh, just kind of promote it as Venom Goo colored, but uh, I'd like to see it. Looks a little darker than the James Bond armor, but I feel like it's going to be similar looking. It's a nice looking game. So what's the tagline to Venom? Choose your uh, host, change the game. Who knew what that meant before seeing the premium LE? I think we all kind of knew it was kind of, with Dwight coding a game, we all knew it was going to be one of those games where you can kind of pick a character. So choose your host literally means choose your host. Okay, so you're not surprised by the options Dwight's giving us? Not at all. That's like in every game he has that. I was a little surprised that it physically changes, you know, ball paths. It's a diverter style game like Shadow in that respect. Yeah, especially more in the premium LE where it turns more into like a, a godfather with all those diverters. Yeah, rather especially, than the pro. yeah, the pro has nothing. Pro, the right. pro is pretty barren. Yeah, and I feel like they have a horseshoe on the pro and it should have been like filled in with a spinner maybe at least. Kind of more felt like uh, more like a Godzilla spinner up the middle. You know Stern's budget. No budget for <laughs> spinners. 
they're pricey. A lot of people, not a lot of people, some people posted pictures how that horseshoe on the Pro looks just like No Fear's horseshoe. Did you get that vibe? Oh, I, I'm sorry, what horseshoe? Yeah, I can see that. On the Venom Pro. What were you comparing it to, Jenny? Uh, no Fear Pinnacle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, kinda. But maybe not as big. Actually, it looks a lot like Star Wars Pro. Yeah, I think it's a Steve Ritchie trait having horseshoes. The the Venom thread had a funny mock-up with the, you know, the No Fear, was it Bonehead on this game. I got a good chuckle out of that. I didn't see that personally. I only saw that after people posted the pictures. So now I can see it. Yeah, I'm also surprised they didn't put like a Venom toy in there at all. You mean the bell tower isn't a good enough toy? Nah, dude. I agree. It's not even like a molded plastic. It's just like three flat plastics. <laughs> screwed together just like the pro and godzilla the tower isn't real i mean you say a venom toy and i'm gonna i'm gonna get nerdy here for a little bit but like they're acting like the symbiote is named venom but that's kind of a thing that symbiote and eddie brock came up with obviously like that's kind of them they're venom and they're just like oh the symbiote's venom and that's kind of a movie thing, blah blah blah. But I won't, I won't harp on this too much more. So they're basically saying anybody who has a symbiote is Venom, which is not really the case. So it should just be Eddie Brock is Venom, right? The black suit Spider-Man is well, Spider-Man, and uh, Flash Thompson, and then Flash is, Thompson. They they Agent they call Venom. Him Agent Venom. They're like, oh yeah, you're Venom, blah blah blah. Like, uh, but. That's just me being a nerd. Right. So, Matt, how do you feel about the theme integration in this game? As far as the premium or, you know, model, it's it's pretty good. And and even the Pro, too. I mean, I like the bell tower. That's iconic in the Venom storyline is, like, uh, the clock tower, the bell tower, or whatnot. Um, the doppelganger is interesting, I guess. <laughs> that's... You could say that. He's a fan favorite. Doppelganger's up there with GTF and Space Hunt. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of not really a Venom thing either. But, I mean, whatever. It's cool. I'm surprised they didn't put Doppelganger in the Pro because their decision to remove it from the Pro caused them to have to create two different playfields, and Stern doesn't like to do that. Well, I mean, they usually do, but except for Foo Fighters, that had the same play field for, for all versions. But I think there's a lot more games that have the same play field. Godzilla's probably one. I'd have to do some research on that. Yeah, I, I don't have facts handy, but anyway, in this case, they've committed to making two separate play field runs because the doppelganger has extra inserts. Godzilla Pro and the Premium have different play fields. There's no doubt about that. Where are you thinking they <laughs> differ? The whole uh, Mecha Godzilla mech? Yeah, but they have the similar shape. It's just like a stand-up target. There's a big hole where that mech will need to go. I have to lift the playfield and see if there's a hole there. Ah, the horseshoe. You're right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, touche. Heavy debate. Heavy debate about this. Heavy debate oh. away from Venom. Let's <laughs> rope it back in. It is summer. But there's no debate about it that the doppelganger targets are just another razor crest target it's three of them in this everyone time. said three times please we want more it's that kinetic satisfaction which i don't really get from the razor crest target but right that's a keith elwin term brian eddie tried here yeah i don't know if we said that brian eddie's on design 
Zombie Yeti on art, Dwight on code. And Dwight's getting help, I heard, from Ray and maybe some other coders. So I think because Dwight is known for not having the best codes in general, and they need improvements, and I think Ray could help with the improvements. So that'd be it. hopefully it gets there. I was excited to hear Raymond was on the code because for us competitive players, you know, that's and, and, and Raymond knows what he's doing. Uh, I think he will be a great addition to, to, to help out make things balanced and, and stuff like that. Yeah, because there's this whole thing with the levels and everything. You can log in your Stern Insider Connect and re-get your levels if it's not on comp mode and stuff. So I wonder what the competition mode will be like with the levels and everything and if the battles will uh, determine, like your levels determine how hard it is for the battles. I would assume that you just don't sign in for a tournament. Am I wrong to think that? Um, I mean, that's kind of stupid, but if it's on comp mode, then everything should be equal for all competitors. Yeah, the TD is supposed to put every game in comp mode. That's the tournament format rules. Yeah, and I would assume with Raymond on this code, it's already been figured out and it won't be a yeah. problem. Right. I'm not worried. Matt, I do feel like we need to give you some, uh, what's the term, recognition. You had a quote last episode, something about if Brian Eddy was smart, he'd make a fan layout. Um, you know, I heard that quote on a, on a great YouTube video I watched. Oh, yeah? What was, what was the video? I believe it was Johnny Pinball. That's right. You should check it out on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. Johnny Pinball's the name. And we go over Venom here. And I quote the great Matt McCarty. Yes, and, and he did the fan layout, which I'm kind of excited about. You don't think it's t too boring and simple? Well, there's a lot of state changes, and I think we can dive into, you know, the fan layoutness. Was that a good choice or not for Brian Eddy? I mean, it's not a hard choice, you know what I mean? It's just kind of people don't like it as much. Like, they've seen it so many times. Tournament and people or casual people or everyone? No, I, well, yeah, you're right. Casual people like it, but I think they've seen it so many times that it's kind of getting boring. And usually with Brian Eddy, they give Brian Eddy and Dwight, uh, like, usually the better theme in games, being like, you know, Star Wars, Mandalorian, whatever, uh, Stranger mm -hmm. Things. But they gave them uh, Venom instead, which... And you, I heard they're not doing well in their uh, production, like selling, you know. Yeah, the summer slump is real. Right. I think it was a good choice because I feel like Stern kind of maps out what games are coming. They're like, okay, Foo Fighters, we had that, you know, three flipper game, I believe, right? And they had that little bumper shot, so that was a little different. And they're probably thinking in our lineup we don't have a fan layout coming up in the next couple of releases, so... Worked with Brian. Brian's probably the best with fan layouts. And then maybe it worked best with the rule set Dwight wanted to make. You know, if he had this idea for having level up design, maybe he's like, hey, what do you think about doing a fan for my rule set? You got to kind of wonder who comes first, the chicken or the egg. Is it the game design then they make the rules or was the rules started first this time and they designed around what they wanted to do? Yeah, and they did make the game a lot faster with the ball lock mechanisms like shooting out as soon as the ramp switches notified i'm pretty sure i find that so really cool like yeah i like that too 
Someone commented in my video that they did that in Deadpool. Am I crazy for not remembering that? Um, I think no. I think that's right. No, I think when it goes up to, like the the katana ramp, it'll soon uh, kick out the. Oh, that's what they mean. Ball. Yeah, but I feel like it's not as fast. It's definitely not as fast. What are you guys talking about? I mean, if it's on virtual locks, it's not gonna lock a ball, and if it's not virtual locks, it's going to lock a ball on Deadpool. There's no, there's nothing that kicks out. No, let's like let's say you're playing in a two-player game and someone's locked two balls. Oh, I see. And there's in there when you kick when you shoot it, it's gonna launch a ball out. Well, eventually. Yeah, it'll just it's just not as fast as the Venom. I don't think. Yeah, I think Venom just. It's got two of them. It's kind of one of the main features of the game. It's quick. What do you think about uh, what's what's Red Spider-Man called again? Carnage. Carnage. Yeah. What do you think about the Carnage toy? I think that's a pretty cool idea, like having it just stick there after yeah. a captive ball shot. <laughs> it's like a modern very target. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. If you hit it really well, you know, you could advance it farther, maybe. Like, yeah, I kind of like that. Be cool if there was, like, a, you know, like a boxing bell. If you hit it all the way to the top, it just went ding. Exactly. I don't know if that fits the theme, but. Well, there is a bell in the game. Yeah, just start ringing the bell a little bit. There you go. Maybe they can code that in. Well, um, I don't know if Stern just had extra Mandalorian ramps when they designed this, but you've got that big ramp in the center going to the right. It's very similar. To his last game oh yeah very similar it might we have to check the part number on that it might be the same uh you know bottom third of the ramp well i mean that's not unusual for stern i mean gomez did it there's there's literally the exact same ramp in uh batman and deadpool that's right and i think it's into star wars home too perhaps could be and there's nothing wrong with that no nothing wrong with it it it's not going to an upper play field this time. It's just going to the fast locks. I'm definitely excited to play it. Did anyone watch the stream? Yeah, I watched the premium stream. I didn't see the pro stream. If they did that, I kind of been looking for it, but I haven't found it. They did a pro stream. Yeah, the pro stream was the next day. Uh, I would say the heart seemed to be more in it for the premium stream. It was like a better performance. Yeah, it's definitely got a lot more in it. For me, I don't think I would buy this game still after watching that stream. It looked fun, but it just it didn't. It's a theme, too. I mean, I don't know anything about Venom. I'm kind of sick of 180 ramps, too, because, like, I hate missing that in Godzilla on the left side. It's like, ugh, comes back down. Yeah, a lot of those rejects. Yeah, when you get the premium, you have two of them. You got two 180 ramps, one standard ramp. Yeah, you definitely got to hit them more spot on. Well, that depends on your host. True. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I hear you. You know, I, I, I get frustrated with that 180 ramp in, like, Led Zeppelin. Um, yep, trying Led to backhand Zeppelin it. it. You can, but you got to be like super crisp on it. Monsters. Led Zeppelin has two 180 ramps, actually, if you have the premium. But I wonder if the backhand works on the Venom one on this 180 ramp. It's, it looks a little bit steep, but it, they were doing it all day on the stream. Okay. Okay. Like, uh, like yeah, you can backhand this boop, and they were. But a couple of those guys are blowing it up really well. Yeah, and I like the levels idea, just playing in like a normal casual setting and not a not a tournament or anything, where you can just kind of carry over your, from your progress with your levels. And I heard like I think if you beat one of the, I think it's Grendel, one of the it might be the mini wizard mode. You can like save progress from there and then go to the wizard mode and face null. 
so that's pretty cool. They kind of got that grid there on the bottom third. I think those are all your characters. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the grid is what you uh, pick, I think, as a character, right? And you just try to, like, figure out what battle you want. Is that how it works? So the grid, yeah. each character will light three lights up and down. And there's uh, 12 lights total. And as you... When you pick a character, your host, whatever, you start your mini mode. And the mini mode can be completed in two shots. And there always will be like three running when you start a character. So you complete your two shots for whatever mini mode and that will give you your light. And then you can change hosts like in the middle of the game. So you want to get as many mini modes done and each host is a different set of mini modes. And then when you kind of light the lights around the box, you can get, you know, play field multipliers, more time, the flamethrower, you know, you get a war. Okay. So it's it's kind of interesting. The tournament strategy in that would be constantly changing your characters in order to get your, you know, extra yes. play field multiplier and your flamethrower or whatever. I mean, that'd be almost any strategy because, like, yeah, yeah, you'd want it all the time. You know, you want to keep... and. Each, like, if you start any Brock, he starts maybe, like, on the far left, then you won't want to start with, then you won't want to go to Flash, because he's on the far right, so you're going to, like, kind of want to go in line, so your lights coordinate with each other and fill the boxes, I guess. It's it's kind of hard to explain. It'd be easier visually, but... And there's, like, a 30, what, two-page rule book out there? Yeah, I've been reading it. Like, for the past week. Some people say it's three pages too many. A lot of people don't read over 29 pages. I'm really excited to play this game, to be honest. Like, uh, I think it'll be fun. Tournament, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's a competitive player in me, but for at, a, at, for at home, I'm going to enjoy it. Can't wait to get rid of my Godzilla. Yeah, it definitely seems one of, like, more of those, like, collector games. One of those games you play at a bar instead of a tournament. But I think... That's the fun of it and trying to level up. I think I think that's such a good idea of bringing that video game side of it into pinball with the XP and levels. I, I, I think that'll be good. If you can get people to scan in or the location needs to be online, it's not going to work if it's offline. Right. How many times you go to play a game and it's offline? I feel like you see that more times than you want to say you see it. Yeah, and that's probably because Stern includes like the cheapest Wi-Fi dongles they can get. When you buy a machine but rush rush is like always offline oh i hadn't heard so the dongles are just that bad that they keep dropping yeah well but honestly i'll go to various locations every game will be online but rush that's <laughs> <laughs> weird i was i was at lumberjacks uh because you had us as our assignment play galactic tank force and i want to say beetles was offline there yeah yeah that happened yeah i noticed that too it was online uh, yesterday. Yep, sounds like a stern problem. But yeah, everything was online but Beatles. Like I think it's I think it's the Wi-Fi dongles. I I'm not sure. But Matt, I don't want to just gloss over what you said earlier. It's it's a kind of a hot take. You said you're happy to get rid of Godzilla for Venom. I wonder how many people out there are in your shoes. Probably not a lot. I actually uh, played Godzilla earlier, and I had my my first ever uh, perfect Gigan, where I hit all eight ramps in a row nice and it was like ah but uh yeah it didn't shoot I the mean, wimps 
but yeah, I'm 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 just excited. I like I Venom is is very dear to my heart as a theme. You got a so, home for your Godzilla? Is it getting relocated? Yeah, it'll probably be at Lumberjack Chinese Appleton. Oh, okay. So you just kind of trade them out. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's not a bad deal for you. You always get a fresh game. No, no, not at all. And it's uh, kind of why uh, uh, my friend bought me the topper. He's like, well, I know it's coming back to me. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that was right. Neil, um, any final thoughts here on Venom? No, not really. I'm just excited to try it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, you kind of got to have a feel for it for yourself before you can really say it. All these are just impressions, you know. You haven't really, can't really judge it quite yet. You got to give Stern credit for being able to keep a schedule, right? Other manufacturers, years before their game actually comes out, and Stern's already on number two this year. And I mean... Yeah, that's that's amazing. The game doesn't look like a, a flow monster, you know, like, but it looks fun. With a fan layout, you can't really have, like, a ton of flow. Because there's only two ramp. Like, Foo Fighters yeah. is probably the best flow game yes. I've ever played. But uh, it, I think it'll be really good. My concern is on Brian Eddy's best games, like, where's his castle? Where's his, you know, spaceship on this one? Like, what's going to be the wow moment? Could be the Venom captive ball. Yes, we won't know till we play it. I don't think Carnage, just by looking at it, I don't think Carnage has the same effect. <laughs> You're right. It's like Bart Simpson. The bell tower. There's a ringing bell. Yeah, but it's just a little target. That's misleading, too. They said the bell rings because they just bought bells. I'm guessing that bell is not connected to anything. I don't think it actually rings when you hit it, besides like the digital sound. Sure. Moving on. Do we want to briefly talk about GTF? Sure. What, what's, uh, I, did you get more time on it, Johnny? If you follow me on social media, Facebook, Johnny Pinball, I did go out and play probably five games on GTF before. Yeah, and you tore it apart on social media. That's I did cool. not tear it apart. David <laughs> Fix produced a product that sucks. <laughs> so I'll go over quick my opinion on the game. It's just how I remember it. Expo is actually kind of fun to play when you play it. But this game just suffers from software issues. After every game was over, it lost track of the balls and had to do a ball search and kind of reset itself. And then in my final game, when I was doing really well, about to get high score, the thing just reset on me. It's like, nope, you're done. And I was done at that point, too. What's really well? What was your score? I was at, oh, was it like 1.8 billion? When it was done, it had me at score number two. It just called me like Hunter. We were wondering who that was. Yeah, that was me. Oh, nice job. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got its quirk. Here's what I don't like. Yeah, yeah, this is a question out to the software dev team. They say sometimes when you hit the spaceship, you're going to get that ball safe popper. Okay, cool. But I need some sort of indication as a player to when that's going to happen, because sometimes I shoot it, it pops up, sometimes it doesn't. And it's really frustrating to know when it's safe to go for, go for it. So, I mean, personally, I, like, wait for the methane shot where it'll be blue in the center of the uh the tank or if it if you're in the robot mode it like scrolls and then once you destroy it you get like the literal ball save and not the up post and there was problems with the up post like um the disc that comes up um it was too tight so it wasn't coming up as it should that seems to be working better now but okay i mean you can get your ball stuck between your flipper and that center yeah, post the that comes drain. up and it's like and, and then you're you're screwed like um 
Yeah, the game has its flaws, but it can be fun. I don't too. think it was ready. I think it needed another year in the oven. I mean, how long has this game been in development? I heard it's been I don't years. Know. And no one wanted to make it. Is it Duke Nukem Forever? No one wanted to make it, but it wasn't in, like, real development, right? It was homebrew development. I guess. Once it got to AP, it got a real software team, got real engineers, etc. My take is it probably shouldn't have come out at all. Oh, I Throwing don't know. It out. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm joking. It's okay. Uh, are you joking? It's okay. Well, you know, there's a Godfather at Lumberjack Johnny's now. Johnny, if you ever get there, you can play that one instead, and we'll get your take on that the next episode. Yeah, I think I'm going to be there. So that's our homework, play Godfather. Well, Neil can just go downstairs and play it, but yeah. All right. Well, it won't be on our next episode. We're actually going to be recording in a week, so it'll be on the next, next episode. You don't have time to, to go there this week? I do not have time, and I don't think you guys do either, because our next topic is about a pinball tournament. Yep, the Silver Bowl Social. And down in Chicago, Matt and I are going to it. The sad thing is now I might be there. Oh, that'd be great. No, not to play. Six Flags? I I made a promise at the beginning of this year to someone, and that someone is trying to cash it in this weekend to go to Six Flags. <laughs> They're trying to use your free membership pass. Well, if you show up, I'll buy you one of them $5 pizzas. If I'm going to be there, I want to show up, but... It's not looking good. But anyway, you guys, go on about this one. We talked about it a little bit last time. Yeah, we just talked about it a little bit. Uh, it's just going to have this giant 300%er, and that's just the main part of it. There's a couple other tournaments throughout the weekends. Yeah, maybe I could make that after-party tournament. Was it at Interium on Sunday? Yeah, they're all, I mean, they're all at Interium. Oh, I thought there was a separate place had the after-party. The place is, like, pretty big. It's... It's kind of a big complex where they have bowling, like the little bowling alleys and like redemption games and pinball yeah, and got bar, restaurant. Yeah, very huge. It's like on the second floor too. So. Sweet. This place has two floors. Yeah. Have you been there before, Neil? Yeah, we did this last year. I was there during uh, Pinball Expo and I just had dinner there and played a couple games of Maverick. They usually do a pre-expo tournament there too. Yeah, I didn't go to that. There's a lot of newer, a lot of newer games there, so it doesn't fit Matt's wheelhouse. What? <laughs> well, Pulp Fiction should be there. Um, Pulp Fiction's there. They got like all the Americans, a lot of Jersey Jacks, just everything. They got a big diversity of games. Yeah, it's a it's a great collection. It's saying seven thousand dollars in total prizes, two hundred eighty-four percent total TGP. TGP. $100 bounty and trophy for each tourney for the highest finishing IFPA rank of 2,000 or less. That kind of sucks. It's probably going to be like, what, one person in that? If anyone? 2,000 or less for IFPA rank? Yeah, there, there probably won't be many. I would say, yeah. I would describe it as 2,000 and worse, not less. But You can create a new IFPA profile and just log in as that. Yeah, I can play as Johnny Pinball. There you go. Yeah. So I, I just kind of want to take a quick second and mention this off tangent. But uh, yesterday, I was the tournament director for the Ladies Flip Boot Camp, which is for um, uh, women and girls who want to play pinball. And they kind of do an educational thing and then a tournament. And it was a max match play format, which is kind of like the new Flipper Frenzy. And it, it worked out very well. Um, but if, uh, 
you know we have any female listeners that that are looking to to learn some new pinball skills look for uh ladies flip on facebook and and sign up for that boot camp because there's cool collections and you'll have the number one pin the number one female pinball player in the world uh cassie milanowski showing you how to play so it's it's pretty cool now is that countrywide or is that only in wisconsin well it's in wisconsin because that's where they host it so sorry everyone out there who's farther away but they can make the drive just to learn how to play I don't know. Maybe we'll get uh, Cassie and Rachel to tour the country and do this. That could be an idea. I mean, anything's possible. Could you imagine them in like a Volkswagen Beetle just touring the country? I could. Who'd be driving? Probably Rachel. <laughs> Sorry if you're off topic there. It'd be like Herbie the love bug. I've, everyone remembers Herbie. Okay, I'm not crazy. The Sunday after party tournament is not there. It's at Logan Arcade, so I got the location wrong at 3 p.m. Okay, so it's at a different location. It's at a different location. I'm not I'm not going to Logan Arcade at 3 p.m. on Sunday. I'll be probably home by then cuz I doubt I will make finals. But isn't there isn't it kind of a like a District 82 style where like if you don't make finals, there's a a separate tournament at Eternium on Sunday for the people yeah. who didn't make finals? Yeah, I think it's a it's like a strike tournament yeah. just like District 82. So Matt Matt will probably play in that. I'll be harassing Neil. <laughs> there's a reason why Matt's not a TD at this tournament. I don't think uh, if Andy knew I was coming, I mean, I'd probably get the head TD chair there, <laughs> most likely. The one with the scepter. I don't want. I don't want to be a TD at all. Well, Johnny, should we? Uh, should you start going through the emails? Uh, thank you for writing in. Neil is back on the mend. He's feeling better now that we got some emails. And we thought we'd share them on the air to show our appreciation. And we read whatever you write. So hopefully they're not bad. And it's okay if they are. Message one is from Green Bay Classics. Just finished the latest show, you guys. You're doing great. So here's one of probably a few emails you're going to get from the masses listening. Smiley face. I enjoy listening so much that every episode I wish was longer and I could enjoy more while working throughout the day. Ideas for possible segments. Rarest games you played in the last two weeks. Well, that's not a bad idea. I'm trying to think. What did I play in the last two weeks? I'll say Beatles. Uh, Godfather, GTF. Yeah, who am I kidding? It's GTF. All right. So thank you for writing in, Green Bay Classics. We're all big fans of Green Bay Classics here. All right. Our second email comes from a local Nathan. Nathan says, hello, folks. You wanted an email, so you're getting one. Just wanted to give a quick thought from last episode when talking about post-stopping the ball before the flipper on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, that's right. Wheel of Fortune. We didn't know why it stopped that. The post raises when shooting the ramp that spins the wheel. The game stops the ball to give a chance for the wheel to spin. For the player to review the results. Sorry. To review the results of the spin. That way people can plan out what contestant to shoot for and get highest point values or bonuses. I didn't know that. I just wait blindly there. (laughs) It sounds like Matt did too. Yeah, honestly, like, I, I almost thought that was, like, you were supposed to use, like, the flipper buttons to select letters to complete the puzzle. 
you know i'm like what's going on here but, yeah but uh but it just shows you the wheel see what you get and then you have to flip the flippers when you when you're ready so yeah so next time i'm gonna be looking at the contestants it sounds like yeah cool thanks nathan he's got some ideas here but we'll uh discuss those off air if we want to for more segments and uh, i just want to add uh check out green bay classics on youtube for some cool content uh auto racing and pinball he always uh does nice stuff he does it all all right we got another email here from glenn he's referencing when i said uh elderly people like to eat bread pudding he <laughs> says hey guys my favorite dessert every year is the apple pie i bank for thanksgiving if i'm ordering at a restaurant it's always cheesecake yeah can't go wrong with cheesecake he continues saying I think you guys are doing a great job coming together as podcast hosts. Keep it up and always try to lean into having original ideas and segments. All right, another props for the segments. I don't care how weird it gets as long as it's authentic, only to your show. This is why I love Orby's show so much. My personal fave for me is the TD situations with the three of us debate. Have a great week. Looking forward to the next episode. Glenn. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> Well, you know, Glenn is has a special place in my heart because uh, he played the or he sang November Rain while Canada played it on piano at Pinball Expo. Wow, that's pretty epic. Yes. Did Did you see that in person? Were you there? I wasn't there in person. No, I just saw it uh, on social media. And Glenn, Glenn's a great guy. big friend of the poor men's pinball network and we love, love the uh, poor men the poor men um they're very close to our hearts uh and they, they started the wisconsin podcast scene yes because shout out to all our wisconsin podcasters we got the poor men we've got rachel we have don's podcast we have pinball party podcast we have triple drain podcast a third Anything of else? it at least a third 33 <laughs> percent some would say the best 33 percent right yeah, so I'm going to say, I don't know about you guys, what made you want to podcast, but for me, it was the poor men. Yeah, I, I love them. Yeah, I'm not a big pod, podcast listener, <laughs> like a lie. And I think that helps you because you don't fall into the traps. Well, this is how it's supposed to be done. So you don't have any reference point. Right. So stay, stay classy, Neil. All right, one more to go here. Oh, looks like we're invited to Beers at Expo with the Kineticist to see if we're available to attend. Um, I'm going to say on the air, I probably won't be there. If I am there, usually I go just for this, the tour, which is a Thursday. So potentially Thursday, I guess. Um, Neil, are you planning on going? No, because of college, probably not. Okay. Matt, do you plan on attending Pinball Expo? Yes. I mean, I always go. Um... But this year, I actually don't think I'll be doing this tournament. Like, I think I might do the Pinball Olympics instead and just hang out with my friends instead of being stuck in that tournament room constantly. Even though it's it's pretty cool, they do a great job. Trent, Augustine, and Tilt Amusements, they, they do a, gr- a fantastic job doing that tournament. And Deborah. And Deborah, Deborah Tallman. And, um, I mean, uh, last year me and Neil got to talk with Steve Ritchie and he made fun of me and it was, you know, great. 
Wait, Steve Ritchie does the Pinball Olympics? Well, he was just there, you know. He was like, I want to see the cool kids. So he came up to Neil and I, obviously. So, no, this was at the tournament, like at the at the actual tournament. Oh, okay. I thought he was Olympics. at the Pinball Olympics. But, uh, you know, he's like, oh, yeah. Hey, Party Cardi. Yeah. It's Neil. That'd be so sweet to meet him. <laughs> he couldn't hear anything we were saying until he took, you know. But, yeah. And then when he did, he was like, then, you're a bozo, Cardi. <laughs> Basically, Basically is what he told me. <laughs> it was great. Oh, that's so Steve Ritchie. I really hope his game at JJP is a uh, you know super genius. I don't want another Led Zeppelin out of him. He needs to have retire on a good game. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's all the messages we have from our inbox here. If you would like to write into us, and we may read it on the air, it's triballpodcast at gmail dot com. But uh, I don't think we are. I would love to meet the kineticist for a beer. He's great content um, at uh, Expo. I, I'm in. Matt's in. He's going to be there Thursday. It's looking like I might be there Thursday. So I'm a maybe. Well, folks, we decided today we were just going to do a Venom-focused episode, and it's going to be a little bit shorter. So we're going to hold all our segments, and we'll be back next week with a special Ooh. guest. You might know him as Marv Loco on YouTube. Other of you, other of you guys might know him as the best ball on the Tri-Ball podcast. Triple drain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I should get a tattoo on my arm that says triple drain. Wait, no, try ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like left and right, where you're labeling it like that? Exactly. I need one of those left and right podcast designations. Any final thoughts, or should we just wrap this thing up? Let's wrap it up. All right. I am Johnny Pinball. I am Matt McCarty. Go to Lumberjack Johnny's and play Godfather and GTF if you're in the area. I'm Neil Graff, and make sure to uh, like and follow the Facebook page. And that's it. See you guys on the flip. Borg out. <laughs> <laughs>